Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode on this channel. I'm Noah Woodward. Today we're going to be talking about joy. And before I get started, I just want to apologize for the audio. The mic that I'm using, I think something went wrong with it, so it's kind of fuzzy and it doesn't sound as good as it did. I'm working on finding a, a better mic setup so that the sound quality would be a lot better. Uh, but for now, uh, we'll just have to deal with it. Um, so I apologize for that. So today I'm going to talk about joy. And joy is, I've found it kind of hard in just preparing to really like talk about what joy is. And I don't just express joy. But I know that, like joy is just something that everybody wants in their life. And it's just something that makes life so much better when you can have joy throughout the day and when you know when, when you're having fun you have joy or even when things that are just unfortunate circumstances or events that happen that you can still have joy and you can still have that sense of happiness inside of you that doesn't really go away in all the ups and downs of life so i want to start with a quote from c.s lewis and c.s lewis you know is well known uh, i believe he was English, um, a writer, he said, joy is the serious business of heaven. I really like that because it just puts into perspective that joy is a is something that everybody needs. And it's something that heaven, you know, when, when, it's, when he says heaven, I believe he's talking about, you know, God, it's God's business. And it's part of his kingdom business to put joy inside of us and uh, part of our business to live with joy and to be a light to the world because of our joy that brings glory to God. The joy is the serious business of heaven. I like that. So just some some background on joy. We see joy a lot in the Bible. It was, it was in the Bible a lot more than I thought uh, it was going to be when I was studying and preparing and just uh, looking at all the scriptures, there's a lot of scriptures that talk about either have the words joy or rejoice or gladness or dancing or singing, things like that that express joy or gladness. And so I'm just going to share a couple. I couldn't share, I can't share all of the scriptures that I want to because there's just so many. So, but I'll share as many as I, as I can. First Kings 1.40 says, and all the people went up after him, and this is the Israelites, the Hebrews, all the people went up after him, playing on pipes and rejoicing with great joy, so that the earth was split by their noise. And I, I've never really paid attention to the scripture before, but it's just so crazy that the people of God had so much joy, and there was so much rejoicing in what um, was going on, that the it says the earth was split by their noise. And I'm not, I haven't really studied that in depth, so I don't know exactly what that means. But basically, I mean, that's a that's a loud noise. That's that's a lot of commotion, a lot of shouting and rejoicing. Uh, it also, in First Samuel eighteen six, it just mentions uh, David coming from the Philistines uh, from a, a battle that he had won, and the women came out from the city uh, singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines and with songs of joy and with musical instruments. And these two scriptures just, again, there's so many more scriptures from the Old Testament that talk about joy. But I just wanted to show that, you know, that sometimes people think that the Old Testament was all like depressing and like, you know, God was angry and like it was sad. And then the New Testament is like all happy and like 
grace-filled and stuff, but the Old Testament had tons, actually, I think even more times uh, using the word joy, rejoicing, than the New Testament. So there was lots of joy. The people of God have always had joy. It's always been a characteristic of the people of God to have joy in their lives. And also, whenever you see uh, like a feast or some kind of victory or like, you know, holiday for the for the Hebrews or even when the temple was being rebuilt, it talks about them shouting for joy and even or crying because of the joy that uh, people had because of the temple being rebuilt. So lots of times in the Old Testament where people rejoiced. In the New Testament, the early church was also characterized by joy. There's several times where scripture talks about them being filled with joy. And Acts 13.52 is one of them. It says, And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And I like this because it says the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So it just brings those two words, key words together and tells us that when there is the Holy Spirit among us and with us, we should have joy. There is joy there. And the Holy Spirit is the source of joy. And I'll get to that a little later. And Acts 15.3 says, So being sent on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversion of the Gentiles, and brought great joy to all the brothers. So I don't remember in context who it's talking about. I think it's Paul or possibly Peter and another person but they're they're giving testimony of what god was doing in the gentiles lives and so it brought great joy to all the brothers so you can see that testimony will encourage each other and by sharing testimonies with each other fellow believers you can encourage each other's spirits and bring each other joy so now that we see that joy is in scripture many times what is joy and according to merriam-webster dictionary i want to give the dictionaries uh, definition sometimes because uh, it sometimes has a good uh, view on it. Uh, the first definition is the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. So um, let me read the other ones. Uh, next is the expression or exhibition of such emotion. Two is a state of happiness or felicity. And three is a source or cause of delight. So it's kind of leaning towards the happiness definition of joy, though I might be talking about a greater kind of happiness than what people normally feel, because it talks about the prospect of possessing what one desires. So it's not just having something, but the possibility that you could have what you desire. So, but biblical joy is more than that. And again, it, it talks about, many times it talks about rejoicing, it talks about dancing, it talks about singing, just being glad in general, but there is usually an action attached to joy, because the joy that they had was so great that it it caused them to take action, it caused them to, to literally dance, or to literally jump up and down, or to literally shout for joy and sing, and there was, there was an action attached to this. So biblical joy, though the world sees joy a little differently, it's a little more shallow than God's view of joy, than godly joy. Biblical joy is deeper and it goes further and there's greater effects on you with uh, godly joy. So I want to give five 
key points about joy. And the first one thing that I want to talk about is that joy is the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So it's the second in line when it comes to the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. It's the second one. Um, I don't know if the, the order of these fruits are important to you know, what comes first in a believer's life or what's greater in a believer's life. I don't think there's any, any fruit of the Spirit is greater than another. They should all, we should all have them. And, but anyway, it just, you know, love, joy, it's right there. And it's the fruit of the Spirit. So if you're a believer, you have received this joy when you accepted Christ into your life. Whenever that was, you had joy. And I'm sure many of you listening, when you've received Christ, you remember that moment when, you know, you just, you felt like you could, you know, jump to the moon and you just felt so light and you felt so happy and you just, you know, life just looked differently to you than it did before. Uh, and that's, that's the joy that you have. It was kind of like being a little kid. I know like children often just are much happier than adults and because they see life differently and it's simpler and um, they have no weight and no burden. And that's what godly joy can do in us and will do in us. Um, and as we grow in the things of God, as we mature in Christ, I, I believe that we should naturally grow in joy. That as we grow in Christ, I see it a lot of times. Christians, when you know they're, they're excited when they're younger, and they talk about how excited and how passionate they were when they were younger, but like there's something about just them growing older that they kind of lose that joy and that gladness and that happiness and that just ability to rejoice and just to be free. And it's I don't think that's healthy. I think as believers if we're growing in christ we're actually growing in our relationship with christ our joy should be growing at the same time it's like you know it, it should just kind of come out of us as we grow if you plant an apple tree you know it'll take a couple years before it starts bearing fruit but once it bears fruit you know it'll it'll bear a few apples and then the next year as it grows it'll bear a few more apples and then as it grows it'll bear you know a whole bushel of apples but you don't have to, it just, it just grows and you don't have to force the tree to produce apples. It producing apples. It's just part of its DNA. It's just does it naturally because that's who it is. It's, it's what it is, not who it is. It's what it is. And for believers, for us, we should be growing in joy all the time. You know, over time, we should become more and more joyful. Our joy should never wane it should never uh get less and less or diminish it needs to grow stronger and stronger okay so number two joy is better than just happiness and when i talk about happiness i'm talking about the feeling that you have the emotion that you have when let's say you you know you go to the store and you buy a new outfit and you feel really happy about how this outfit looks on you, and or it may be a pair of shoes that you really like. You like the color, just like how it feels. 
feels really good. Or when you eat chocolate or some kind of sweet, you know, that makes you happy. It makes you feel good. Um, and maybe the happiness, even when you're seeing someone or visiting someone that you haven't seen for a long time, like a, a sibling or a parent or just a best friend that you haven't seen for a while and you're, you're visiting them and that makes you happy. Um, maybe it's seeing a movie that you really like and it just makes you happy. You know, you feel glad, you feel good inside, you feel warm, you know, you're comforted by it. Maybe it's when you found the missing $50 in your jeans that you washed. That that makes me happy when, I, when that happens to me. Maybe it's the happiness you feel when you you look at a beautiful sunset or sunrise. Yesterday, uh, my dad and I were sitting on the porch and just talking, and yesterday was the 5th, and people were shooting off fireworks and stuff, and we were just looked to our left, and which is the sunset was so pretty. It was just like the, the, the orangish and pink sunset. Then we could see it behind the trees and it was just so, just so cool. And with the fireworks going off and everything, it was just, it made me happy. Um, and also, um, you know, sometimes when I hear a kid laugh, like just a small child laugh at something that they, they thought that something was really funny, you know, that makes me happy. Or even maybe if you hear your favorite song, or, you know, you could think of tons of things that make you happy and that that bring you just that that sense of peace or, or just that, you know, the warm feeling, that good feeling that you have inside. And those are all good things. And in Ecclesiastes, it, it talks about the there's nothing better that a man can do under the sun than to eat and drink and be merry and, you know, just enjoy life. And so there's nothing wrong with those those pleasures those you know being happy with those things i don't think there's anything wrong you know i think god has given those things to us to enjoy but it's not joy it's not the the lasting joy because as soon as you finish that hershey bar or snickers whatever you know after a while that happiness goes away maybe the next day depends on who you are how long it lasts but it'll go away eventually but biblical joy godly joy the joy that that is supernatural, it lasts, and it never goes away. Psalm 4-7 says, You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. And so the psalmist is saying, God, you give me the joy that lasts, and that is more than others when they have food and drink that are you know, in plenty. When they have all kinds of food and drink, I have more happiness and more joy than they do, even when they have all of that. And that's the kind of joy and the kind of happiness that God brings into our lives. That's the kind of fruit that the Holy Spirit produces in our lives when we submit to him and we, we're growing in him. And, you know, you can you can be happy and and then you hear bad news and then you, your mood totally changes. And But your joy, if you have joy... You can still, you can be sad and have joy, and you can be happy and have joy. So the joy is is inside, and happiness is more, I think, more connected to emotion than than joy. Though I think joy is connected to our emotions and our and, and that somehow. Um, but I know that you can be joyful and be happy and you can be joyful and be sad at the same time, but godly joy will allow us to, even when we're going through sufferings, we're going through trials, when we hear bad news, that even when we're sad, 
we can still have that joy inside of us. And it comes, and the joy is still there because it comes from God. And that's my third point. Joy comes from God. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. And that's the, the last portion of that scripture. Um, but Nehemiah is talking to the people of Israel, and they're building the wall up for the, the city again. And he tells them, you know, you know, don't worry, um, don't, you know, be mournful, but rejoice because the joy of the Lord is your strength. So we can see that joy comes from God. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So it comes from God and it's your strength. Psalm 1611 says, you make known to me the paths of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So the psalmist, again, in, in God's presence, there is fullness of joy. When I spend time with God, when I'm by myself worshiping God, or when I'm at church with fellow believers, um, my brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, there is, I get joy when I'm praising God, when I'm being in God's presence. I can't I can really explain why that is. It's just because joy is from God. It comes from God. So when you draw near to God, the Bible says when you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. And part of that drawing near is just his joy it gets inside of you and you just it just kind of goes inside of you it's like a sponge you throw it into a bowl of water it just starts to soak up that water so also john 16:24 jesus is talking to his disciples and he says until now you have asked nothing in my name ask and you will receive that your joy may be full so again joy comes from God. It comes from Jesus. It comes from the Holy Spirit. And if we ask, you know, he'll give it to us. And Jesus is saying, ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So we can ask and the things that God gives us should make us rejoice. And when we receive things that our Heavenly Father gives us, just like a little child receives a bike or or a, you know, a, a toy truck or whatever, um, a Barbie, anything that a parent would give to a, a child, a, a ball, a baseball or whatever, you know, that child rejoices because of the gift that their parent gave it. So how do we grow in joy and how do we continue to get stronger in joy? So number four is we receive joy by keeping in mind those things that God has given us and will give us. So Hebrews 12:2 says, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So again, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So it was the looking ahead to what was coming after the 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 torture and the, the cross and death that allowed him to walk through it. It gave him the joy to be able to go through it. And he knew that once he walked through that, he was gonna you know he's gonna have the joy. He's gonna be glorified. And it was looking ahead to what was going to happen that gave him joy. And we when he when we look ahead to the things that that God is going to do in us and not just that but the things that God already has done in us when we start being thankful for you know the the house that we are living in the bed that we can sleep in um you know warm blankets um lights food water to, and whatever to drink 
um, the clothes that we're wearing, the friends that we have, all the family members that we have, the air that we're breathing, the warmth of the sun, the cool you know, rain when it's hot out, the you know snow in winter that that resets the earth to bring spring and all the flowers and just everything. We're we're so blessed. We I, we can't even begin to praise God enough and thank Him enough for all the things that He has done for us. And when we just, this, that, man, just should make you happy. Like, just start thanking God for everything that you have, for every blessing that you have, for the two eyes to see, for, you know, hands to to grab things, for a feeling in your skin, for the ability to walk, the ability to run, the, you know, anything, the flexibility to be able to sit down, you know, any of the, 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 te- the phone that you have, the, the laptop, whatever. There's so many things that we have. Everything that we have is from God. Every good and perfect gift is from the Father. So we just start thanking God for all these things. And I, I promise you, you will start to have joy. and You will start to see life differently. And joy will bubble up inside of you. And uh, your life will be changed. So, and not only just the things that we have now, but uh, we can thank God and look ahead to the things that God is going to do in us. You know, for one... Going to heaven, being in heaven, God says, or Jesus said that in Luke ten twenty, He says, "Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you." And He was talking to His disciples who were rejoicing that they had the authority to cast out demons and to heal the sick. And he, Jesus says, "Don't rejoice in this that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven." So we need to rejoice that our names are written in the in the Lamb's book of life. Like, if you're a believer, you can rejoice that. Your name is written in a book in heaven and saying that you are allowed to come in, that you have been uh, justified, that you've been redeemed, that your sins have been paid for, that you are righteous in God's sight, that you've been covered by the blood of Christ. It's so good to think about those things and to think about what's going to happen in heaven. Like, what are we going to do? We're going to be in the presence of God literally all for all of eternity, we're going to be in the presence of God. We're going to sit by, we're going to, you know, sit by him. We're going to be judging angels, it says, and he's going to give us authority over uh, cities. And it's just going to be so good. I don't know everything that we're going to do, but I just know that that it's going to be awesome. And not just that we're going to be there, but we're, that we're also here right now. I mean, we're, we're in heaven with Christ right now. It says we're seated with Christ in the heavenly places. That is awesome. That is something to praise God for. So, and also seeing Jesus return, like how awesome is that going to be when we can look in the, the, it's probably going to happen in a split second, but we're going to be able to see Jesus returning in all of his glory. That's going to be amazing. God, Jesus is coming in all of his glory, all of his glory. Like, how can you even imagine that all of his glory? We haven't even seen him in person yet. Maybe some of you listening have seen visions of him, but we haven't even seen Jesus in all of his glory, in part of his glory. And we're going to see him in all of his glory, and that's going to be so amazing. And also, we're going to be, you know, in the future, we're going to be rewarded for the good works that we've done, for the acts of righteousness that we've done, for taking care of the poor, for, for um, you know, clothing the naked, and uh, just being ministers. And also, we're going to have our glorified bodies when we go to heaven. We're going to have our glorified bodies. Our body's not going to have the illnesses, the sicknesses, the pains, the, the suffering that we have now. We're going to be glorified, and it's going to be so amazing. And something I just want to say that that 
uh, joy is a necessary thing um, for Christians. So I, just rejoicing in what God is doing, rejoicing in what he's going to do is a necessary thing for believers to do. Joy is is something that a believer has to have if we're going to make it through life. If we're going to be, if we're going to walk in victory in this life, we have to have joy. So many Christians walk around with a defeatist mentality, um, you know, thinking that they can't do anything, that they're weak, that um, they're just going to go through this life barely surviving, when that's not at all God's plan for them. And it's actually just, I think, just repulsive to God when believers choose to live miserable lives. That is not God's plan. That is not his purpose. It does not bring him glory. Being being miserable, being depressed does not bring God glory. But being full of joy and having hope in what God is going to do in the future brings him glory. So, last point. Number five, joy is a command. And I just kind of touched on that. But Philippians 4, uh, I believe it was verse 4. Uh, I got this written down kind of weird. But Philippians 4.4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Um, I like, I listened to a message by Francis Chan about joy, and he just points out the fact that that he didn't see in any other place in scripture where like Paul or, you know, the the apostles write something like, um, he, he says, Francis Chan says like, do not murder. Again, I tell you, do not murder. Like you don't see that, but you see with this, it says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I'm going to say rejoice, like it's a double command. He says rejoice, rejoice. It's something that you have to do as a believer. It's not just suggested, it's a command. Even when you don't feel like it, you got to rejoice. And again, Luke 10:20, Jesus says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So we need to rejoice that our names are written in heaven. Romans 12:12 12 says, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. So again, rejoice in hope. And again, that you know, we t- I talked about this, th- looking ahead to what God is going to do in our lives. That's why we rejoice in hope. That's the hope that we have and that we're rejoicing in. So just to recap, the joy is the fruit of the Spirit. And joy is, true joy is deeper than just happiness. It, it never leaves even when you're sad and it stays when you're happy. And joy comes from God and when you draw near to God you're gonna have more joy and we receive joy we we build up our joy by by keeping and and reminding ourselves of all the things that God has done in us and what God is gonna continually do in us and also again joy is a command so live with joy choose to live with joy living with joy I really believe is a choice and it's possible for us to live joy-filled lives and to not get depressed, not get wore out, not get um, just uh, miserable uh, in our lives, even through all the, the things that we go through. I believe it's possible to live with joy, to live with strength and vitality and hope and be happy because God tells us to do it. And he wouldn't tell us to do something that we're not able to do. He wouldn't command us to do something that he hasn't empowered us to do. And that's why he gave us the Holy Spirit, so we could have joy-filled lives, so we could walk victorious in this life. So live with joy. Live with joy. Philippians 4.4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice.
So keep looking ahead to what God is going to do and what he's doing right now in your lives. And share testimonies with uh, your friends, with uh, fellow believers. Sharing testimonies with each other will bring so much encouragement and life uh, to each other. And just you'll want to keep going and, and run even harder after God after hearing testimonies. And so I want to end this podcast with a quote, actually not a quote, just a segment of the Westminster Shorter Catechism, which if you're not familiar with the Westminster Shorter Catechism, that's an old name. Basically, it's just, it was a teaching that um, English and Scottish Christians wrote in 1646 and 1647. Anyway, look it up if you haven't, if you're not familiar with it. But it says that man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Again, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So when we enjoy God, we glorify God and we bring, you know, we we make him, uh, bring him pleasure when we delight and those things that he has given us. And just, again, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So I just challenge all of us to, to choose to live with joy and through that to bring glory to our Heavenly Father. So thanks again for listening. I hope that just spurred you on to, to live a joy-filled and victorious life. I'll have another podcast next week. I think I'm going to continue with the Fruits of the Spirit theme. So come back on Saturday, and I should have another podcast on Anchor. Thanks.